Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Daily DVR. My name is Axel, and today I've got a very special guest. His name is Mr. Justin Thomas. What's up, pal? What's going on? It's a pleasure to be back on, Axel. Yes, it is a pleasure, man. I'm sitting here in my living room. I've got my, uh, I don't have an office anymore to podcast, so... I just kind of put it wherever I can. My back's hurting, so I'm laying down and podcasting, and I'm glad to talk to you. put it wherever you can, and your back hurts. (laughs) All right. No, yeah, good start. Good start. You can Uh, do it. Put your back into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. It has. It has been a bit, man. It's been a while. You've been busy being a dad, a good father, a good father. Uh, Yeah, I always always look upon your Facebook posts with much joy. And I'm not a father myself. Uh, I'd like to, you know, embody a little bit through you. And I think that, yeah, yeah, you are the embodiment of what I think virtue is as as far as fatherhood. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the highest bar, but it's bar. Not always, man. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. The kid can drive me a little crazy, but uh, yeah, things yeah. things have been have been good doing you know doing the school. The schools work out. Luckily enough, his teacher is very good at what mm-hmm. at working the computer. Because honestly, you know, this is like a shout out to you or any YouTube people. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to go into business teaching teachers how to use. Oh. Oh, you, yeah, don't, oh, yeah, I am all about this. These teachers, first year teachers on YouTube, first off, all of you should have your channels sent in to your actual supervisors and be fired. You're ridiculously inept and incompetent. Uh, Also, yeah, no, no, it is. I honestly think that this, we should always just accept what's happening and take opportunity in it, not to get all political, but yeah, we should re-actually structure the education system because it's incredibly incompetent and inept, like I said, and yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Let's take this time to actually do some good. Yeah, well, and yeah, I mean, I, I was more talking just specifically how to be on video yeah. with kids because his teacher last year is not very good at it and half the time she's so far away from the screen they can't hear or see her she doesn't wear headphones she doesn't even know where her mic is but the teacher this year has like two different cameras and two accounts so when she's reading a story or she's teaching she has a separate camera so mm-hmm. she's working with two different cameras on actually yeah. not even 
She's not doing what you do with like the OBS and switching live. She just switches yes. between two different accounts and makes those larger on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's really good at it. So he's enjoying that. He's having a good time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the teachers do have to learn that if the, the, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to say, Justin, because I don't even know. Some people are already going back to school. I don't yeah. particularly think that's smart, but I can't be judgmental when people work and have kids and they don't have a choice, yeah. you know? So, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that, that, that's definitely something that I'm very grateful that I don't have to deal with, but it also weighs on me because I'm a human being and I definitely see, you know, I don't want people to get sick. So it is what it is. Uh, and it's not great because yeah, I mean, are you going to be, uh, you know, just completely 100% safer or, or not get an education. And, and we should have a internet that's more accessible and we should have uh, digital platforms that are more accessible. That's what I mean by the furtherment of this, especially with, uh, you know, like we're talking about like a anything past high school, right? Like PBS with, um, what is it, Crash Course? Uh, they have been providing really premium education at least for your basic courses that you'd go to a community college or even a university for the first year, right? Like psych 101, stuff like this, like at a very reasonable, um, you know, not, not just reasonable rate free, but also like very applicable, very, uh, you know, very accessible. And I think there's a better way to educate people. And I only went off on that rant because I have a mother that sends me this first year teacher YouTuber that she follows. And the first thing she started saying in her video this year, and she is just so inept, is that, oh, California needs teachers. So good luck. She was getting reviewed. And it's just terrible. She keeps talking about storytelling. She doesn't know what even like a three like act structure is. You know, like, I mean, it's really, it's really sad. It's really sad. So I really think we should take this, uh, time and we should actually you know try to utilize make a bad situation into a good one and reform some things because we're not all working in factories anymore and it's not the way it needs to be so yeah i'm happy that i see you i love those facebook things with your kid and you know like your your kid's on there and you're there for him but not everybody can do that you're right so yeah, that's tough that, that is tough, tough man a lot of people also need... fuck you teachers right like i mean i guess i'm just saying it so yeah i guess that, you know i'm coming at you <laughs> nice. teachers. Hey, yeah nice. yeah you know what i mean nice. like yeah, yeah you're a bunch of idiots i'm sorry a lot uh, of no, time i'm joking teaching, but... man yeah i know teaching yeah. is very i have i really think that for me, my attitude, honestly, was quite the opposite. And I know you're joking, which is I was just trying to come into it. And I even tell my son, like, look, this is really hard for the teacher. So this year is going to be I'm going to try not to be too hard on you, too. And I don't expect yeah. him. I mean, I'm looking what he, they're really only in school for three or so hours. You know, there's a lot of breaks. There's a lot of how do you. I can't hear this person or that. So she's doing the best that she can. But, yes. um, I mean, look, it's like we've talked about. There's kids who were like uh, the Nazis were bombing them in London. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, not just yeah. there. There's Right now, look, there's people don't even have access to education. So I just think that, you know. We, we, yeah, you're speaking about something that's very relevant to what I've been up to lately, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> conveniently enough, is, is the production value. And that's something yeah. that a teacher, I don't expect them to know. And you're right about that. I'm not, I, I'm kind of downing on these teachers that are on YouTube, because first off, if you're on YouTube, 
like well, I would a have tough, a big issue. You're a YouTuber. You're just going to trash other YouTubes. That's no, no, do. a teacher. Sh- I don't think an elementary school teacher should be on YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, especially. Well, when I'll I- tell you what. You have a point because half the stuff and the videos that they link to are on YouTube, and mm-hmm. a lot of them still have ads on them. So, like. There was no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing where I wouldn't be surprised if now people are go are making all these educational videos on YouTube and like emailing to to the teacher, like use our videos just so they get the, the, uh, the plays on YouTube. You know, that's a little annoying. The fact that I can't even block YouTube on the, uh, laptop because they use it so much. I wish that there was more. You know, I guess there are services, but, you know, this America, everything is a budget and they didn't have the budget for this this year. So I don't know, man, that's I'm not really issue. sweating it. I'm really just being like, he, yeah, luckily that's a whole nother issue. Grade. The issue I'm talking about is these are like I will link uh, for all intents and purposes and, and for clarity here. The people I'm talking about, because these first year teachers we're talking about, we're seeing people out at the bar. We're talking about like incompetency being recorded, like their review should just be their YouTube channel and they should be fired. They are inept. They are unprofessional. They're inappropriate. And it's uh, exploitation of, of the educational system and, and children as well. And I find it to be very distasteful. Uh, in, you know, in general, no, no, I'm not joking, man. Like, I, it's really, you, no, it's really, I, I mean, I know it's a diatribe I'm going on, but it's foul. Like, you don't even, like, trust me, Axel, once you see these videos, brother, you will agree with I me. Know, You'll be I like, feel like this dude, is, we're having a, like, it's a conspiracy talk. <laughs> no, it's these not. Teachers it's out not, there, though. It's, no, these people They're running are rampant, the teachers. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. She's the one that my mom sends me all the time is, is she's been fired from three different school systems. But she's in California. She says, I can get a job anywhere. I'm like, oh, that she needs to stop. It needs to stop. That You're really very, bad. This is, uh, this but is, it is what it is. But that's a bunch of fun. And uh, yeah, digital. Uh, we, we even noticed with the news networks, right, that they, they're not as um, capable as even some of us YouTubers are at, at production. Yeah. They, they well, you've seen that over this. Way. Yeah. This whole yeah. thing. I've been so surprised. It's like, uh, but you know what? I can understand that because having been a person Different. who worked uh, in film and TV as, and then who started teaching and was editing a lot and knew what was a new camera at a certain point. Things changed so fast. Like as soon as I was Mm -hmm. out of that shit, um, I was out of it. And now, I mean, I don't know, like sometimes somebody will uh, send me a note like, Hey, do you know what? I wanted to get a new camera or a new editing. I was like, I don't fucking know, dude, I'm a stay at home dad. This, this stuff moves so fast that I can Mm -hmm. see, you know, how, on the networks they're so used to do it's like even when you watch reality shows and they and they you know uh, like even on the bachelor or something and then they show the other camera and they've got this huge camera on their shoulder you know yeah. and i'm like what why do you have the, i mean like you could get a better shot out of an iphone why do you have a huge camera on your shoulder like it's just they yeah. They have purchased the equipment and they have agreements with people and then they just don't want to replace everything and retrain everyone. And also, you know what? It makes the camera person like they're more than they really are, you know? I mean, I have to admit that used to be my job. Walk around with the camera, know how to hold it, do that. Anybody can do that now. 
Well, it's not that anybody can do it. It's just that it's it different. takes pro- right? what I mean. OBS it takes practice. Than running but a thirty-two switchboard, I've done both. You know, like yeah, I, I went but to Justin, what I mean is anybody can do it. Meaning, in the past, it was in order to even afford the equipment or be around. Yes, the it. tools were not accessible. Yeah, exactly. Not the skill. That's yes, what I yes, mean. exactly. The accessibility it still of takes it, talent of and and practice. Yeah. But and it, it's different, and I think this is a good world. merging point. Yeah. We see this now, and, and this is something that I've been doing with my channel a lot. Like uh, right now, I'm in the midst, even with my small fever, of uh, you know prepping for me and Gray's uh, stream for tomorrow, which I produce on Sundays. And we are figuring out a better way to make content, because I've been speaking about this and preaching since the beginning. There's a better way to do what we do. We each have our own skill sets, and some people are better some things and others right like we all have our strong points so we should merge and every youtube channel should essentially be you know probably condensed to like every like five youtube channels should probably be one uh in my opinion but you know like it's obscene to think you can do 10 jobs so like oh uh, yeah i've been collaborating with uh not only just gray for the uh you know obsidian road podcasts that are the live stream in which we do slash podcast what do you guys also, talk you know, about on those podcasts uh, well, it's a Sunday thing, but we're on episode number three, and so what we're doing is we're laying out the lore for for the series House of Dragon. That's what's coming up, but we're also going to be laying out what's happening for Winds of Winter and oh. stuff like that. It's just yeah, we're we're you know because a Song of Ice a, and well, Fire book series. Well, it it is it is it's applicable to what's happening, and we're not just talking about and we're not at all talking about actually Game of Thrones. Get what I mean? Like we're talking about oh. what's going to come up. Hey, a year later, I'm doing a podcast with Ken next week where we're looking back on it's part two of we did one where we look back at just season eight. How Mm -hmm. do you think this is a fun we can get into a TV topic and you're going to be talking about some Song of Ice and Fire stuff tomorrow. We're a year out, maybe even a little bit more, year and cup six yeah, months. Just a little bit even. over because the con was like uh, my mark for when I went and spoke at the con was like uh, uh, like two weeks ago. So yeah. oh okay, like, like, yeah. So we're about a year and two months out or something. What is the feeling in the? I am so like once this COVID shit hit, and I was like, look, I can't just keep on doing these podcasts. The kids home, the wife's home. Yeah. I, I don't know any, it's been six months since I, I mean, I don't even log into the uh, podcast Winterfell account. When the show mm-hmm. comes back, we're coming back. I'm going to do pod, we'll do podcast Winterfell, mm-hmm. you know, Westworld. I'm going to do all these shows, but you know, we got to get through the COVID shit. But anyway. Yeah, you're in, you're in a lull. You have more important yeah, things to do. Questioning. I, I, but yeah. I don't know what's going on in the world. Tell me a year out what's if I was to mention Game of Thrones, is it have a different connotation? Like, Unfortunately, no. Is it not, good or me, bad or what's to the me? Feeling? You could because it's not good or bad. It's none of that. I know it's you, but I mean the people. And I don't want to speak to the community to be fair because I don't have anything great to say about it. I think there's a lot of people oh. that are stuck on making money off of bullshit and they're stuck off making money off of just crapping on something that was obviously not the greatest. So it's still negative. End. Yeah. Well, well, of course. There's that, and that's not I don't what know. we're doing. Yeah, no, but but that's what that's where the money's at is saying oh. how Dan and Dave messed up, and that's and easy the books to are do. Great, and George is a wonderful. Yeah, and they fucked but it no, all up. but we are paving what we call the Obsidian Road, 
is what we're doing oh, on okay. Sundays. We're oh, talking about oh, new things. This oh. is this is the live stream that we're doing. Like, was... uh, and this is very no, it, uh, it, <laughs> no. I'm transition. not trying to be righteous. I, you know how I feel, and I will not bullshit you. And I, I know, neither, but I don't know how the what the people are. I don't care about them. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I find it sickening. I find it to be lack. I, I find it to be lacking in substance. I find it to be lacking in character in anything that has. Is to that do- the majority opinion? Because I'm waiting for it to swing. I think it's good. I think by the time the next show comes out, mm-hmm. it's going to which is sw- 2022. To, uh, right, it's going to swing back, and people are going to be like, "That wasn't that bad." I think that people are going to. Uh, I think that the the opinions, and I think especially. Um, that we've had a bit of time and that there've been so many other shows that have ended and people be kind of like, eh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think people are going to kind of swing back and like it. Cause I'm finding when I'm rewatching it. Oh, um, are you rewatching it? Yeah. I've been rewatching cause we're going to do the pot. So I wanted to watch more than just last time. I just watched a little bit of, uh, what was it? Episode? What were there? Were there eight episodes? So you're doing a complete binge, right? Yeah, I'm just watching the last season again. Okay. Um, but I'm yeah. enjoying it. And I'm I mean, it is different, of course. Everyone says it's different. But if I but I think if I was at home streaming it now, we're getting far enough away where we can start to kind of analyze. But I guess the community is the community. That's still yeah. the thing I mean, to shit on. There's always money and, in negativity. There's always yeah. money in um uh, you know, That's finishing other sentences. And it, it is you know, the sentences for they don't usually end in uh you know, very positive verbiage. So uh, it is always, oh, Dan and Dave are shit, which, yeah, there are, and that, that's fine. But I pointed at a garbage can two years ago, and I said, garbage can. And I'm pe- not a child. See, I, I am a, both Ken and I talk, and we talked about some last part. I think my final opinion on it is this. It's an unfortunate situation, but when they had the books, People were not complaining as much. It was when they went off book. And if you're going to blame someone for going off book, there's only one person to blame the guy who writes the books. Well, so I don't want to, but I still don't think he deserves blame because they're his books and he can take whatever time he wants to write them. But yeah, that's why it's just an unfortunate situation. I don't think uh, the whole Dan and Dave are devils thing. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't. I, I just can't. I can't, get on I that can't buy train. into it either. Uh, yeah, I, because they are not. Um, I don't think they ever had the the combined resume. I mean, what uh, we had. Dave was it. David. David did uh, Troy, right? He did the screenplay for Troy, which is one of what well, actually. Oh you no, know, that was big, their first thing, dude. There's no doubt. That no, they, no, okay, but know. no, I'm yeah. talking about just. I'm looking at their resume before. Like I'm trying to think if they were they qualified to some, take this no, job. No, they weren't. They it, really weren't. Yeah. So like I I do have to always wonder about that because I'm an objectional like you know perspective on this. I actually will give credit where credits due. I think the dialogue was really well done for the first three to four seasons, and and obviously it dropped off. I just hate even talking about it because obviously it's compared to an ending that doesn't exist, but it is still a bad ending, even though that ending doesn't exist. You know, like George wrote the greatest ending that has never ended. Obviously, but also George has agency over his life and his creative credibility in what he finds to be fulfilling within his life. And I appreciate that as an artist. And I think George R. R. Martin, you do what the fuck you want to do, man. Yeah, dude, you can do whatever he wants. Do dude. what you want to do, brother. Nobody can I judge totally you. You want to be fantastic. And you have kicked open the doors for so many people. I think you're one of the most fantastic creators in the world. Dan and Dave, you're not all that competent. 
yeah, I'm not looking forward to any future projects. <laughs> I disagree. No, yeah, you, you, I disagree yeah, wholeheartedly. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, they crapped it out on the last one. It is what it is. They were rushing to get the Confederate. Yeah, I think it's still looking great. at it in a business sense, it's bad. Looking at it in a actual like substance way, meaning like okay, like how how they went about going through like you know you guys can have three more seasons like we'll take six episodes so they made a lot of poor decisions business wise and substance wise in my opinion guys but here's the thing i don't want to talk about any of that i don't want to talk about any of it because here's the thing i can still watch this series and relive a time in my life where i went through a transition period you know like some very serious stuff in my life and that's why this series a song of ice and fire the books proper touches you proper yeah, it touches. I mean, it does. You know, it affects everybody differently. And I think a lot of people went through this. I yeah. think it hit up a lot of us at the right time. Timing was right, not only for technology, but a lot of us, you know, it hit a lot of us of people like I, I believe I'm like, what, 10 years younger than you, but I'm not all that young. It's you like know? you're I mean, it's like, lost, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for me, yeah. It's I'm like my right. and people. Yeah, went for, exactly. You can when people shit on it, it's an association when you separate the the thing that it's centered on it's when something I don't, you know what there's you know the spaces in between you know i mean you you love the experience of what happened but when you look at the show you might have a different opinion but yeah. uh, it's interesting to me that still a year later um it's still i yeah. mean all that makes money is shitting on it and i don't i'm sure if i log there's in there's no value even, in that I mean, I did see, I mean, I still, every once in a while, I don't look at Twitter as much. I mean, I have been the last like 24 to 48 hours, but when I do, I'll still see something like Daenerys was the queen and Dan and Dave yeah. took her from her throne. And I'll be like, Jesus, you're still talking about this shit. Oh I won't God. dismiss people's emotions because that yeah, speaks to how strong of a series. I know, is. I know. That's why I know. That's I, why I, I say do that. Yeah, I but I do have an issue with people that go and they make money off oh. of capitalizing off of people's bad experience, yeah, right? Because you know I think the people are I don't buying care it, for man. it. You know, I don't. I that, no, I don't care for it. That is just yeah. as lacking in substance, that's if true. not more. That's true. And I, I don't, I don't care for it. And guess what, guys? When you put a rewrite out. If you want to judge those jerk offs, which yeah, their ending sucks. Guess what? You, sucks even more. Your bullshit fan fiction sucks even more. YouTubers, sorry, uh, you're not writers. You know they're at least professionally bad. You're you're a amateur that's terrible. So like, just get over it and move on and do something of substance. We should have a sponge that we squeeze. That's how I look at content. I I, I know I'm preachy, but this is very important to me. This is something that I put a lot of time into. It doesn't make me a lot of money, man. And you know it. We squeeze the most amount of joy in substance that we can get out of something. We had the time to say it was bad. It was not great. Season eight sucked. Bad. Bad writing. Yes. Congratulations. We all called it. A child can look at a dumpster and say dumpster fire and, and point it out. One time is fine. Three years later, go screw yourself. Move on. Get through it. And actually look forward and do something of substance. Don't act like you you have some, I don't know, uh, ability that nobody else could have had at the time because they would have hired you. You know, it's just get through it, man. Like we should be squeezing joy out of things, not squeezing more pain out of our pain. You know what we should that. be doing? I don't get it. You know what? We They're need cutting to, their own throats. We got it. We got to build a road. An ups, what's it? An obsidian road. Obsidian road. That's my guess. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. No, but that's true. What it, what what, is, so tell me what this is. What? Because uh, I am very excited, actually. I, I'm kind yeah. of. I'm kind of glad that they're going with this story because 
I really enjoyed what are those books called again? The uh, well, well, there's a Fire and Blood. So oh, okay, Fire right. And Blood. Fire and, I listened to that so many times, and I'll listen to it again. That was great stories, man. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to make for, and I think that it's going to give them, because so much of it, uh, they travel through like generations, I think that well, it's going to give an opportunity to for them to beef up some of this stuff, make it really can, can fun. Pitch yeah, pitch it to me. Because I, because I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I, I think I had to be specific. I want to cut you off because I get what you're saying overall for Fire and Blood, but this is specifically yeah. the Dance of the Dragons, okay, brother? So like, yeah. understand that that's it's a large portion. Oh, that is definitely that's the specific part that they're doing. Yes, this is what we're going with. So we're not going with Aegon's Conquest. Um, which a lot of people wanted to go with. I disagreed with on a conceptualization of story like level, meaning like that would be actually too, too applicable and too, uh, it would mirror the story in which we had a Targaryen come over to Westeros, you know, and, and do what they did um, and take over. It, yeah, this, I agree. I totally agree yeah. with you. That's the same shit. Not that we don't need it. We don't not need Aegon's, uh, Aegon's uh, uh, conquest. We will have it. But right now, the right time, it's the right time to do this, to have a series that we just got, as we well know, because it's still on Twitter, people bitching about it, a lack of Targaryens, right? Uh, and a lack of a fulfilling ending for Targaryens. Now we have a series that talks about a time of the abundance of Targaryens, where there were the most, you know, dragons. There was the most amount of Targaryens in Westeros and, and you know, and so forth. And so you have the Valerians and you have dragon riders, you know, like we're not lacking for Targaryens. This was like the final hope. It was like the last Jedi per se for the last series. And now dance of the dragons, it shows kind of how they got to where we start in a son of ice and fire proper. Meaning what we have is we have the Targaryen dynasty at its highest point right before this at the, uh, one-on-one OEC, uh, you know, uh, council, and it leads to the downfall of Targaryens because of civil war and strife within, right? So we have this fantastic story that shows us a not it's a polar opposite, you know, of what we just saw. It is a abundance of Targaryens, not the lack, like I said. So it's a fantastic choice. Aegon's conquest is kind of like it's not and like dragons. It's not it has dragons. It's got an abundance of them. It's got a fantastic amount of them. So it's a yeah. fantastic story, but it's also very grounded. It has a lot of very, very interesting and And that's why this, this was my part of my prediction too, Mr. Justin, that the reason why Game of Thrones will in the future have a much more positive outlook and there's going to be a time and you'll see it. Perhaps we will even be speaking on this here podcast or your YouTube channel and be like, oh, everybody loves Game of Thrones now. Because when you get into all this dragon shit and that Dance of the Dragons and Targaryen and blah, 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 it's going to make all the shit with Danny that happened at the end of season eight seem cool. And people in the future are going to watch the series and be like, that was awesome when she became the bad guy, because then they they are going to also associate it with something closer to them, which is this new series, right? Because in the end, well, more people will watch this series later streaming it than watched it live. That's the way the world works. 
Just like movie theaters. People see more shit on HBO or Blu-ray or fucking TNT than they do in a movie theater. Here's what I'll say about that, to be clear. And I, I hate rehashing this, but I don't think they'll think it's cool. I think that they'll be less hurt by it because a lot of people are very emotionally tied to a character. What happened was Danny's um, psyche has been, and this has actually a lot to do with content creators, and I'm sorry, but I'm so sick of seeing these people say that Dan and Dave knew that Amelia Clark's Danny was crazy the whole time and just lied to her and didn't tell her. Listen, they have a, a fundamental misunderstanding of how storytelling works and the agency in which we have over story. This is what I'm getting at. So Danny, it seemed like a flip of that Targaryen coin, right? Evil or good, um, which is not quite the case. Danny was fed up. They didn't do a great job of depicting her actual struggle. We talked about this at nauseum, right? Yeah. Like in, this should have been very much so clear that Danny had just been pushed to the limit. Like she did everything. She didn't leave Slaver's Bay until his Dragon's Bay with Dario, which kind of a, a, well, a, a con see, for her. I, but, but the I thing have is, to here, say that I I disagree in the sense that I agree that he didn't let me finish. Though. Okay, finish. Go. Then she went to the north once she could have conquered, right, yeah, and fought the White true. Walkers, and she lost. A dragon. She lost, you know, uh, her her closest friend and her child. Um, two of them. Uh, yes, a child. Yeah, you, you know, and so forth. So, like, you know, we talked about this at nauseum, and I don't really want to rehab. But all I'm saying is, we will not look at the depiction of that story differently, but it will soften the blow, and we will look at Targaryens, and we'll see what she was trying to reignite. And there was a time yeah. in which these dragons flowed. And if you uh, want to talk about point. like historical connections, man, oh my yeah, god, like what I'm all of this about. stuff. Oh, it's so great. Like, That's what I'm talking about. I should have like, let you finish because you brought it back around to exactly what I was saying. You're right. People yeah. will, they'll be, le- you're right. They'll be less. I still think there's going to be a bunch of people who think that it's cool. And you're right. I think it should. I'm no problem people enjoying you know? it, to be clear. I mean, I still enjoying think, is enjoying. I still think that there are enough hints not more than hints and enough people telling her and i still point to the one thing and i came upon it actually when i was we were talking one time which is there was never a time when she said maybe i shouldn't have my children be deathly warriors (laughs) maybe i should like maybe i shouldn't train maybe these shouldn't be weapons Maybe they should let them be free. Why do they have to kill? Why does their main purpose have to be to intimidate and make war? But uh, that never occurred to uh, her. But also the dragons have to be stopped from going and feeding because they are dragons. I understand that. I understand. But but I'm I'm saying that's pointing towards what you said, which is true. What I think happened with Dan and Dave is they were uh, they were adapting a story. And that turn was something that only a master like Railroad can really weave. And they are not those masters. I think that they are great producers. They put together the largest TV show in the history of the world, probably the largest yep. production in the history of the world. Uh, largest cast, largest you know, cast for amazing. sure. Amazing. But it, they one are of the good points this. you brought up too about their dialogue too. Like yeah. you brought that up in the past. I find that to be a very, actually out of all the points, it, it, I'm sorry for interrupting, but it's no. to give you a lot of props. You have brought up one of the most valid points out of Dan and Dave, because here's the thing. I am not looking to overcorrect and I'm not looking to actually say that how they did 
what they did was okay because it was bad storytelling. And I understand why people are so emotionally attached because so am I. But also, I don't just want to rehash and just keep digging into it. And I don't also want to justify it either because I just think it's just, it's just, it's just, it, it's a lot of hasty moves, right? It's a lot of just all this, you know, we want to move on to the next big thing. We're burnt out. Yes, our source material ran out, but also we want to do might this. Have been a little pissed off. I mean, look, dude, they might have been a little but, pissed off at Railroad, too. And other people, maybe I'm sure HBO is not super happy when you're promised to get some, like, look, this is Hollywood. If yeah. I'm paid money or given or affronted <laughs> to do a script and it's not completed on time, guess what happens? You didn't do your job. I know. I know. And I just, I just, I you signed a contract. You didn't do your job. That is it's called just, you failed. So I people know. have a right to be upset, but it is an artistic venture. So we can say, well, we understand. But in terms of that, you know. Yeah, like you bring up the dialogue. Like you brought that up before with me. And that's something that really it stuck out to me because obviously we recorded with a but. I mean, you, you cover every show that's ever been known. I think you've covered shows that haven't been created yet. You're like this immaculate conception. Uh, you know, like you've got like, like uh, you know, like you, you, I think you've already done a podcast on a show that comes out in 2024. Who knows? Uh, like, and I'm. Oh, wait, that, like, you're the one. You're already doing a podcast about a show that didn't come out. No, I'm giving you. Pro- I'm trying. I'm saying like prophetic. I'm saying like you've, <laughs> no, you've been around no, the block, no. brother. Like, like, like we're leading up to oh, something. No, like I'm saying no. you've been around the block. And one thing that's really stood out to me throughout this oversaturation <laughs> of content, which we've all experienced is, you know, like the, you brought up the, the dialogue was really well done after at least four to five of those seasons. Like I, I would, I, I would say like really well done. Like one of the best that I've seen a series actually have as far as, you know, the way in which these characters actually express themselves through a visual medium was fantastic, but yeah. I just hate this conversation and I hate it so much. All right. So I'm let's sorry. move on. Let's move on. It's not good. It's but not I good. mean, I don't, you know, it's not, I don't get to touch on it. It's good to return. Cause I've been thinking about I know, I'm the sorry. show, I'm actually sorry. the new show, yeah. which is to say, I'm excited for it. I'm glad that you're yeah. doing shows about it. I'm, I might want to get more into it. I'm familiar with the material. Um, and I think it's going to, even the way that it was, that he wrote that book differently, it leaves it open to more interpretation, even things being added between, because it's, yeah. it's like, it's not as canon you know what I mean? This, this is not, you know, because you know, that's exactly the point. Thank you. Because it's one person's blood, idea of what happened. It's not, this is a few maesters ideas yeah, yeah. of what happened. This is an actual internal dialogue. Exactly. So what you have is a documentary. You have a figurehead right. per se, Which like series, like our talking head, right. Um, that we have to take, uh, to dictate. On, and you get screens. less people get being negative. Like that's not the way it happened in the book or this was better. It's like, no, you were reading. It's not cemented down. Yeah. It's just like you're, it, you know, it's something. And it's fascinating. Yeah, I like it. it. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. You no, no, no. I, 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 that was my, my sweet spot. Oh, okay. I really wanted to kind of sell it there. Okay, um, sell it. <laughs> no, it really is. It's really fascinating. Do you know about, like, the conquest? And it, it, we know the Targaryens came from Valyria and all yeah. that. Yeah. Dance of the Dragons. We see all of these houses, which we're actually familiar with. Like, you know I went to the con. Right. Like I was invited to go to the con and speak on that age of heroes. I talked to you privately. I said, I don't think this series is going to happen. 
I, I, I go, I don't know how to sell this. And I didn't really say, you know, can, the audio is on my channel. Like I, I wasn't crappy on it, but it was not relatable. It wasn't really all that applicable. It wasn't high concept. People were very unaware with the way in which Westeros resided within this time of the age of heroes. This is like their, their, their motto myth. This is their creationalism. You know, this is brand, the builder that built the, like possibly there's no way that guy could have done what they said he did. It's better left as myth. This is what great houses do for their history right throughout time they, they, they do great man history they do these great stories and these mythological and these prophetic you know um um inceptions and uh you know like evolutions of their house and name and blood and so forth like plantagenets and so forth and this series is more of the war of roses i would argue in a lot of ways than the the actual Son of Ice and Fire proper. And there's a lot of really intriguing things. And one of the things I'm excited about, to be honest with you, like just to be clear, the reason I like producing with Gray is because I really love her content on it. Like if you go to her Dance of Dragons lore, go to her Fire and Blood lore videos, you actually you'll love them. Like uh, I mean, I'd be open to any, you know, contrary points of views on this but honestly like they're very intriguing brother like they're very good they draw you back in to the thing that drew us in in the first few seasons right like so we're back there and we're not as like opinionated we're not just complaining or saying they could have done it better this is a new chance at something and it's being done right and we've got a lot of very interesting characters and it's a very different dynamic as well. Like, I mean, I guess the only kind I could say about it is I hope they don't do too much CGI, right? Like, I hope there isn't too many dragon fights, which throughout the actual lore, there's not, um, but it could get oversaturated if they did it the wrong way. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be really well done. You brought up a brilliant point that this is not like just a narrative that's coming from just uh, like a song of ice and fire it actually gives you POVs. This is mushroom. This is all these maesters coming at you, right? Like, so this is all subjective to me. It's just like the thing is great to listen to, too, because it's just like a history book. And they say throughout the whole time things like, this person said this, but this other person said that, right? Like, there's these different interpretations of what happened. And I think the other thing, too, is. I think that it can be a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if they're going to go in that direction, but I think that there is like, if you think about the Targaryens and all the dragon shit, and like you're talking about these families and these mm-hmm. characters are, oh, there's almost like a bit of a campiness that could be involved in it with even the costumes and the presentation set decoration and stuff like that. I think they can really kind of go in a more um, like brighter upbeat uh, direction. Yeah. Rather than the other one was not redundant, like less, a little like less winter fell more, a little, I don't want to say Dorn because that was maybe, but uh, you know, Little- more more of uh yeah no it, no you're right though because we just that was the last stream that we did we talked about uh like uh cre- we talked about the starks uh about how there was a similar situation with you had um a marriage with uh sarah snow was a bastard of winterfell to jace valerian so you had a Rhaegar and Lyanna per se. George does repeat history, but um, 
in in check out that stream or whatever but it's very fascinating like honestly like i, I mean i honestly wouldn't be a part of the project if it wasn't something that i thought was a worth and i don't think when i heard 2022 and that's what i predicted and they just came out with it i honestly don't think like that's a stretch i think that we have enough time because we have the next fire oh, and yeah. blood that yeah. is for sure coming out because that's we're also covering oh, that also which throwing gonna, money at it dude that's not going to be oh yeah know, it's not but, look, but regardless the HBO books, max you know. is doing now like look at all speaking of let's transition yeah, while raised we can. By wolves. Yep. what what let's go spoilers if you have if you're oh. not up to date on raised by wolves get up to date on it here we go we're going to spoil the first season because the finale happened what was your there were you made a great video like <clears throat> five questions going into you know i don't know how many of Maybe. them kind of were answered half of one half of one right <laughs> this was this finale was this show to me the images and when that snake comes out of her and is just floating around it this is like mm. dune shit you know what i'm saying this is like mystical yeah. weird tech it, just organic tech mixes you don't know whether that snake so what i thought my thinking was she hooked herself up to the uh you know the um arcs uh system and when she did that she activated inside herself right something from her creator and her mm -hmm. and thus they had this ritualistic sex but really what that was about was metaphoric for the fact that he was trying to create maybe like a new life form that was somehow both organic and android and she was actually going to be a mother but then i'm also thinking wait i think that what's inside her is really from the planet and then I started to think that there was a connection and I wrote on your little chat or no, this is something I was talking to Aaron about that. There, why did they go to that planet? Did the creator guy and the arc go to that planet yeah, for yeah. a reason? The, when the snake thing comes out, I'm thinking it's more a part of the planet and it, and the whole creator sex thing was just something that was in that. Maybe she was, was not even real. What do you think? I talked a lot. Well, I'm sorry, but I haven't talked about. Oh, this no. Yet. Hey, hey, yeah. Well, when you're with me, we all know that you got to get it in when you can get it in. Um, yeah, I, I tend to rant. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, what, what, what has happened with Raised by Wolves? This is a little bit of reverse, uh, reverse allegory. Uh, and, um, you know, Adam and Eve, right? Yeah, the snake. The snake. And, and all this. But we are working on a video right now where we've discovered that, um, you know, there's a Mayan. Uh, connection we found a a parallel with mythology uh, a mythological um you know tale that actually is more applicable to this uh it is i am going to learn how to say it this video is being written right now um of the uh kuklian uh is a boy bo that was born as a snake and grew older and became um a serpent and his sister cared for him in a cave he grew to such a size that his sister became be unable to to continue feeding him and the, the cave uh you know he flew out of the cave into the sea causing an earthquake um and he became this uh this sun god of sorts so we we have made a few connections within um christianity Ooh, mythicism interesting um yeah but soul is like the thing i don't like about this like uh, we got a video that's going to better voice that we found we've looking we are looking 
uh, at top shelf fandom at, at mythological parallels that are applicable and not like just like oh we can find some connections here or there the thing i have an issue with and we have an issue with is that um the we treat christianity now at the end of this as mythicism because at the very beginning of this if anybody knows anything about top shelf fandom it might be a little bit uh you know talkity a little bit lacking in brevity but i also do my research and i listen to a lot of lectures and mythicism and the mythraic mystery cult is not a lot of people said oh this is just some you know like scapegoat so they can like have a commentary on christianity and not get like you know shit for it right um and i said no no it, this is a thing this is something that cypress the great you know uh worship and a lot of people will t- apply the sun god to jesus christ that is actually not true so mythicism and christianity is not like just like this natural transition um there's I've linked it in a bunch of my videos, uh, a theologian that speaks to this at length. I've watched way too many lectures to let it go. And I will say that I do look at it as now they are kind of switching out the end of the series, brother, Christianity for mythicism. Like, so they're going against what I defended them on. Like they are definitely just like switching it out because that double cross is a patriarchal cross that that ship comes with. The atheists had taken it over. And now they're like, yeah, we are talking about Christianity. I'm like, you sons of bitches. Oh, like, that's the other like thing, that. too, is yeah, that like, it's like, all of a sudden, this is the question I wanted to ask you. So there's a scene where one of the um, uh, Mithric soldiers, right, or no, is just Mithraic. Oh, no, 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 wait, who is it? It's the uh, it's the lead guy. What's his it, name again? Space Ragnar, Marcus, Caleb, call Mar- whatever you Okay, want. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> He's got three Hear, names that we go by. He hears in his ear Soul. someone say, so, we know you were from the Ark, we're yeah. here, and then you see this big ship come over, and it's the atheists have arrived. Did that, ha- did something, was that, did we see that earlier? Is that when he happened upon that camp? Is that when he dis- and he killed those guys? Were they other atheists? Yeah, when 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 those very Delos QA Westworld right. people know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, those were atheists. So what okay, happened? Had we is- seen them before? No, 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 no. So now Marcus slash Caleb slash. That's why I Space love Ragnar. the show, man. They just do shit like they were just there. He walked through. He was walking through the woods having weird visions and then yeah, he walks into problem. them and then that's the first time we even know I, there was no but indication he was a former atheist we I, I know that. but there was no there was no no conflict indication that the atheists had a ship or that they were coming there or anything right the, well there was a a conversation about there was other arcs Okay. And, and they did not know where they were. So okay. the atheist, Guzkowski, because thank God, and this is one of the things like, you have to be very, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to look at this and, and claim to have any sort of substance in my content, I have to have a critical eye. And I really like this series up until this episode. And I think that I'm giving it to the next episode of season two, meaning the first episode. And they better, you know, cement some things down because I think they kind of played it fast and loose. But the point is, is that Guzkowski in the supplemental podcasts, which we had for Watchmen, which I think is a great source uh, that, you, you know, I, we can all appreciate. He talked about how this is definitely an arc that has been stolen by the atheists because it's a double cross. So the first thing I looked to was, you know, okay, so what is that? 
symbol mean? So I saw one that had an infinity symbol, and that's some satanic oh, meaning. Okay, that's but no, interesting. No, we found out no, what it is is a patriarchal cross. So like, uh, you know, so it is a, okay. and then it's clarified by Guskowski, the creator, that this was a atheist party that took over a Mithraic ship, but that symbolism is Christian, right? So like now we're switching because it's not really like. Apple okay, apples. I like the symbol, but I just would I just want to kind of clarify the actual facts of the the symbolism stuff is interesting. But what I thought was cool and what I've loved about this show the whole time is that I think that it has it just, it does have a very European aesthetic, not only in the way it's shot, the way the story's told, of course the characters themselves, you don't have any like there's not any like recognizable American actors in it. Um, the locations are obviously yeah. foreign in a sense, but I've, I, I, I almost get a, like a, a Bergman-esque quality from this. And I mm -hmm. think that it, it really brought me back to, um, shows like even the prisoner. And I know it's not a direct correlation, but no, where, it is. Tarkovsky wrote. The yeah. Prisoner. The original, like, uh, Tartovsky, if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, Solaris, which I is one of my all time favorites. Just the book is amazing, but the film too. Um, just this kind of dreamlike quality where also things happen and they just happen. They're huge things, but they just happen. And then you go on to another scene. I mean, a lot yeah. of people listening, of course, are accustomed to that happening. Things like the wire, where there'd be a huge conversation you don't realize until la later. Oh, wow. But that part where he is having this, you know, he gets beaten and then like the, her eye, he like is, he ate her eye, right? Like yeah, they yeah, he ate a necromancer's <laughs> eye, which should indicate. And that's the thing. We get a whole episode. And if you wanted to be a douchebag about it, you could just make a theory video and say that nothing was real because, you know, he hallucinated, obviously, Hunter with the serpent arm and we saw a serpent come. So you could be like, oh, that's actually not real. But let's be reasonable. That's what it actually happened. But you happened. come and to these things come. This is almost like Twin Peakish. These things, yeah. uh, uh, Fellini or whatever, these things come to represent these dreamlike sequences make sense because they they do. For me, it worked. And when he just stumbles into those people and first I thought, oh, wait, are those other Mithraic? I was like, there wasn't a guy with a hair cut like that. I would have recognized. And then all of a sudden well, the tattoos on their face. Yeah. And he shoots them yeah. and then he puts the earpiece and he's like the atheist. Here. And I'm like, wait, those are his. People. That right. should be more of an Was that conflict. the plan, though, Justin? What I'm saying is, was there what we don't know is that their idea of changing their faces get on the ship? Were they also part of a larger atheist movement that was doing that? And then they took over this other ship. But why the F did they follow them? Why did I just say F? I can curse. Fuck. Why the fuck did they follow them to this planet? I think uh, that we, it's on purpose, right? Well, yeah, because Kepler 22 is a real planet that's the, the, the I've been corrected in my comments. I, I don't know. I can't get the, the actual, uh, you know, astrology or whatever you want to call oh, it. Right. The science behind yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. It's something <laughs> that really exists. It's a, it has a inhabitable zone possibly. Oh, okay. Cause they're so making, yeah, this is like a, the creatures are de-evolved. He says they're de-evolved. Which isn't a thing either, yeah. Uh, but you, that you, is a concept, though, because that's a concept from 
it made me think of isn't that the time machine H.G. Uh, Wells, they're like the original sci-fi story. When he goes forward in time, the monsters he meets, he comes to find are like de-evolved mm. humans. There was well, also we a don't show, evolve on a, on a linear. Um, I know, path. but they use that yeah. word, right? Regress would be yes. It. Uh, they use that. Same my word. issue with it is, and I love everything you're saying about it. But the my Fox issue- show too. I wanted to mention Heath's just for Heath Solo's sake. With that, with Matt Dillon, I can't remember the name of it, but they were de-evolved humans. Yeah, we all we all de-evolve every we we all regress a little bit every day. Um, but the the thing that I think is missed out upon here is that number one, we had the Romulus and Remus um, allegory, along with the uh, Adam and Eve and Mary and Joseph for all intents and purposes great song with mother and father. Stevens Romulus and Remus, <laughs> and I know you know. But you know the founders of Rome, and uh, that's yeah. Peter, or that's Paul and Campion. Um, you know, the, this Campion. is this, um, raised by raised by wolves thing. And we've kind of lost sight. We've kind of jumbled and convoluted our and I'm not I love this series. I really love it because I think that this above the table, like the very overt, non veiled actual messaging about like agency, it, it, it diverts from all this bullshit that we go with Westworld with people being like, I don't know, because I get all these people that are halfway in with Westworld that I've done shows with that are they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't they, you find out they still think that androids don't have feelings. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you're rooting for then. Like, why are you happy? Like are about anything. And they, they take these 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 half steps. But so what I think it's there's a lot of this above the table, above the board uh, storytelling that's done in here. Uh, father and mother, the uh, Amanda Collins. And I, I cannot. Forgive me, I cannot remember his name, but he he deserves recognition. Father and mother are fantastic. They realize that they cannot. He's like, I can't raise these kids with her, right? So he decides to lobotomize himself. But he has like this very interesting. It's so interesting, and they show agency and range of emotion and feeling. They're covering some Westworld. You know what? I was watching this above the table shit, man. Yeah, and the pregnancy stuff too, which I thought Westworld has been hinting at forever. um, Yeah, that at some point they're going to do that. That that a uh, one of the hosts is going to have a kid. Um, But but it's like BSG stuff. But this is um, the just the images too in this show are. Oh, I insane the Im, just the shots of mother pregnant with that umbilical cord thing coming out of her while it's attached to the rapist guy with the metal thing around his head and an android in his backpack <laughs> who could yeah. blow him up if he gets too far away. It's just so weird. And I don't you're. I have not listened. I'm going to go devour this podcast now. I saw the, a little ad for it before the show, but I hadn't listened to it because I want to. Well, I, very, it is one dude who created this whole thing, right? Yes. And it's an homage to Ridley. And Ridley was a part of it. So, like, all of you guys that see the connections to Prometheus. Yeah. He was of course, the white blood office. and everything. Yeah. There's. Oh, yeah. But yeah. no, that's the milk and honey of the gods. Yeah. I mean, that's a great. Does mythology. this take that's place great. in the same universe as Alien? It's an homage. Ridley was very. That's what Guskowski came to Ridley with this. So now Ridley had did the first two episodes and then Luke, his son, uh, did a few in between, I believe one or two. And he definitely did the last one. Okay. My biggest uh, critique would be the last one was a little bit too much of a departure. The serpentine, we have a video coming out on my channel that will talk about this and we'll try to connect it. I think it's for all intents and purposes. It's fair to say that the next episode of season two, meaning the first episode of season two will be 
very much so um, the catalyst for if I actually cover this within the same amount of attention that I did for this. Like, really? You were that disappointed? I thought that no, this no, no, last no, no, episode no, no, was no, great. No, they just have they, – they've really taken a left turn. I'm not disappointed. But they have things that they need to clarify. So no, I'm not. I'm not. I think it's it. all there. If you connect, it's great. No, listen, it's great. But I'm saying that the, a if, lot depends if, on this. If this, the and I think to me, I felt the opposite going into this episode. I felt like this the the, the last two episodes, eight and nine, for me were really they were fully immersing themselves in the mix of the mythologies and the actual story beats, what is actually happening on the screen. And it Mm -hmm. was becoming almost too dreamlike and weird to me because I liked the background stuff when they were telling you what happened really in the war, the guy programmed her, excuse me. I like to have some concrete grounding to, um, I don't know, just to to be able to invest a little bit more, even in the characters. This episode, to me, kind of brought it all together. And the things that brought it all together were the fact that the atheists come there. Why are they there? That should be a conflict, though. That's not a conflict. He's way too Well, wait, just let me me just finish. The, The reason why I liked it was the atheists come there. They go through the hole and you see that the hole is basically leading you outside the other side of the planet. That's not R- the, 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 that's you're looking at the gestation period of mother and father going through. And that's the snake. And that's their craft going through the atheist and the art came from above. So you're talking about, yes, that was very much. Yeah, no, so, I know that. I know. But I'm saying that no, I just thought it was well, a crazy image, that image of them coming, going down the hole and then seeing like kind of the core of the planet. Yeah, the mother and father, they you went know, through the core. Amazing, no, yeah. I was just making sure you weren't saying atheists. No, came, no. They came above. Yeah, but they, all these was- things, and then moving on to when they kill, when she kills that creature and he says, you know, it's like a de-evolved human and then you you can make that connection to the other creatures. The yeah, thing with they've why. They've been eating their own cubs. Yeah. Raised by why wolves. the other, why the um, original, why their creator sent them there. I think we're coming to like a like we found an alien with Prometheus, which I actually really liked, kind of a creation story because there's so much we don't know about how the war on Earth began, yeah. you know, like what the what the history of that was and blah blah. I don't know. <clears throat> to me, that I, all those the disparate fat like events connected to me a story that was kind of getting too loose it connected the pieces for me i like wow, it. it's just a yeah no i like i mean i i and i'm I re-watching bsg and i can tell that it's kind of trying to do something like that <laughs> well, well here's the thing and i'll just say it quickly to the best i can that what you're saying is true but there is two dead earths now because now we have two dead civilizations because we already had a dead earth and we want to know what happened with that but now we've introduced a new regression or de-evolution blah 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 of this so are they similar are they same are they tied together also we had a romulus and remus effect we had a ruler we had this who's the real prophet thing we had a struggle within as you know uh, faulkner would talk about uh that was very prevalent that should be very prevalent and should have been a major character moment for somebody that's just very 
much so too rapidly indoctrinated. I think the final episode, it, it if it concludes because they did everything, and I actually talked this through in my live stream last night. I said, listen, they did it right because they actually showed the action and good story shows you what happens. And then you wonder what's going to happen because of those actions, right? That's good storytelling. It's not Negan with the baseball bat and you don't know who swings. They swan. They went through the gestation period. It might as well have been a sex ed film. I love all this allegory. I love every single bit of it. But I think it's a little bit getting too convoluted. I think we had some very like finite issues that we had catalysts for that you've jumbled up now. Like you tell me where Paul's at. You tell me where Campion's Mm. at. I think it's a little bit jumbled. So that's my criticism. Do you see also, what listen, I'm this, saying? I, oh, oh, I'm writing a mythology on it. I'm doing it right now. We got a script okay. going right now, brother. Like so I'm you in see, on this though, show. I think. Oh, I'm in on it. Okay. I'm with it. They're, I'm with it. I but I'm they saying they owe me something. I think they were. I think it was coming a little bit apart, but that was okay. It was. It was. You know. But now it this is that they close it up. You're right to me. Um, and in my I think opinion. next season is going to be about rebirth. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, even this planet. And I like that we got to see a little bit of that other side that it didn't look tropical to me, though. I have to rewatch. They didn't get there. They didn't get there yet. They didn't get there yet. Yeah. Uh, that's and, like a, is that really exist? Is that the garden? Yeah, of it Eden, does. You know, something is keeping them away from it yeah. as well, because mother feels stronger where she was at. And that is an idea. That's the one thing I'll say is that is a very like, I mean, obviously, I love the dynamic with the uh, androids. I think it is such a great example so of weird. how we can mistake spirituality you know, like what is mm-hmm. technically spirituality? Anything that's not biological, right? But mother felt stronger in the zone she was in, not the tropical zone. She was supposed to land with father in the tropical zone. Let me remind you guys of that. Also, they've been kept away from it. So why are they being kept away from it? These, I'm, I'm not out of this series, guys. I'm just saying I'm very invested like in the series. Thing. My Patreons are, and we are going to do the work. And we've done <laughs> the actual, but when you do the research and then you see a few switcheroos, Maybe it's like I guess you know shame on me for 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 going too no, deep on it. No, it's also transition, not, dude. Though, but you just yeah, have to leave no, it open. They for just it to owe the ending. Yeah, it. there's nothing yeah, wrong with know, it. Yeah, yeah, they just got to really sink that landing yeah. for me because it will make me be a little bit devoid, you know, like of the actual uh, intensity at least, yeah. you know, apart from the intensity. I guess I would say, but no, no, dude, the series has been so overt, and I really appreciate that because I looked at it at first. I'm like, what is this like very tropey scientific, you know, like sci-fi series that's like so clearly this representation of like ridley's ex work and then i watched it i'm like oh my god this is like really amazing, like above dude. the table storytelling it's amazing all right dude. let's I mean, let's let's well, we, uh, we we don't have too much time we'll go on and on but i want it have you been watching the boys no i've never seen it uh i've watched part of really one uh, yeah i'm, I'm okay. going to all right, we can't talk about the boys. I thought you'd be up to date. With well, there's that. all that time you talked about, so I know. I know it is. Uh, <laughs> it's because of of how good I know it is, and you I'm really I'm a big it, fan of, a of uh, what's her name. Um, are, is it Aya Cash? Yeah, right. She appears in the second season. Yeah, she uh, wasn't. I uh, would. Uh, you're the worst. Yep. Yeah, uh, huge fan. I like. I know the concept of the show, and I really want to sit down and i want to watch it like i want to watch it because i've not been feeling that good i just want to watch it tonight and like feel good and and not do a video about it to be honest with you or a podcast <laughs> because i think it's such a fun show and it looks i love the con- the concept you of will show. just if you sit down to watch it i think you could easily just watch like every episode 
Oh, I don't doubt it. Week, you know, I'm not watching it because I think it's not good. I'm not yeah. watching it because I think it's so good that I will interfere it. with my schedule that I've given out to my Patreons and other people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, and they're like, they're know. doing something that you'll like because they work a lot with mythologies and mm-hmm. of the superhero and also how we in modern culture um relate to this in a corporate way you know how people it's like you know like people will be on, relevant on twitter be like dc is so much better than marvel dude it's like you're arguing about yeah. companies like you're like it's your buddy or something um <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> yeah yeah like the, like the nba teaches us about like ethical like behavior yes. uh, yeah but like stuff like that yeah, yeah i think that what they're getting into now this season is uh more of a deeper social commentary about race, about religion. Uh, they get into a bit more of the religion stuff too in the first season, but they do it in a way that is, I don't want to describe it as light cause it's not light, but overall the show is still primarily a good time and a mm-hmm. lot of fun. But I think that they've actually sneakily, done a really great job of bringing in the social commentary without kind of overdoing it and make still making it a believable for the characters and the plot. And they hold true to it because they kind of lay the framework for it in the very first episode, what happens in the second season. But uh, I think that you'll enjoy it very much. Man. Yeah, you know I like that. Yeah, because I I, I like a little bit of that sneakety snake, that little bit yeah. of that Leviathan that comes through and Mother gives birth to. I, I like mean, a little bit of that uh, of that messaging that people don't feel like they're getting something shoved down their throat. I like a little bit of ethics that get like transmitted in a subliminal way. I like yes. that. That's good storytelling, yeah, man. That, That's the reason why it's good too is because they don't try to make um a big point like exactly they 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 are those are not criticizing let's put it that way you know they're not exactly providing the answer which which of some when the show does go for that it can be harder like a raised by wolves or something but in this show they are do it's 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 a bit more uh cynical and i think that also carl urban this is just like a role he was born to play He's fantastic, yeah. man. It looks uh what is uh is it is it is it Black Noir? Is that one of the names of the characters? Yeah, I've watched one a of the montage of him. He is hilarious. Uh like I've just seen that. I trust me, the reason I have not watched it is because I know I'm gonna love it so much, I'm gonna have to do content. So right now what we're looking to do just to close it off is uh Gains of London, uh, which will be premiering on AMC, I believe in the States. They get a they get a a little bit of a preview of it for the first three episodes. I think it technically premieres this Thursday. Um, and also Brave New World, which that's all this Huxley. That's I Westworld. Watched, did you see the whole thing yet on Peacock? I have not seen any of it. Not okay. seen any of it. I watched about. What'd you think? Four. It was okay. It's mm-hmm. not. Uh, I don't really. Have you think... read the book? Yeah, of course. I don't, but I don't think that this is real. Uh, just production wise and. Mm-hmm. Kind of the way the acting is great. It's got three great leads. Um, Harry act, Lloyd, you know, it's uh, what's it? It's uh, Daenerys's brother, Harry Lloyd. That's a, he's a he's a descendant of Dickinson, man. Yeah, uh, is he really? With, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but overall, I kind of, I honestly, I fell out on it. I thought about going back to it, 
Um, Did you read it in high school? Because you said, of course. Like, I didn't, everybody says that to me, and I didn't read it. Like, like I, I was in acting class, well, I guess. But when like, I was, was it required I, reading for you guys? I think when I was about nine or 10, I went on like a sci fi binge, and I probably oh, yeah. read all I the. I forgot that you're smart. So, all the, those original, like War of the Worlds, that, and then it started getting more adult. You know, that one is a bit more adult. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people tell me they read it in high school. I'm like, what the also, fuck happened with my high school? I'm like, Jesus. I mean, I read it, but I read it like two years ago. You know what? We there, did there were a lot of the same story being told at the same time. Like George Brave, Orwell. Yeah, like Brave like New that. World is very similar to like an Arthur C. Clarke book called The City and the Stars. And there's there was there's a there's like Asimov. How everybody has one where there was like a society and it seemed great because they took away emotion or love or something. You yeah. know, like it's the same shit. So that's good. That you, I think you'll like it, but I think that the production is not on the level with like Raised by Wolves and. And uh, yeah. the boys, some of these other shows. Have you been watching Lovecraft Country? Nope, have not. Yeah, I, I, I recommend fell everybody out after like the second episode. I got to get back. I just into haven't it. had time. Haven't had time. I know Gray and Tony Taplon. I recommend everybody to them. Uh, they've been watching. Yeah. It's not because I again, it's not one of those things. Uh, I, I do like the one series or two series I can do at a time on my channel within reason with my regular work, and then um. Like I, I've been doing, I mean, the only things I'll, I'll end it on is uh, like if anybody's in the COVID lull and they've seen all the new things, which I obviously haven't. Sons of Anarchy is something I've really yeah. uh, got back into. I find Rodney it to be fantastic. Mitchell. I really wanted to. I, I am so, yeah, I'm so tempted to do content. I, I have just fell, fallen back. In There's love a with new that podcast actually by um, th- what's his name? Theo. Uh, the oh guy. yeah, yeah. It's uh the theory. It's uh yeah. with uh it, it's with um what's his name? Um, it's it's a lady's name, but he plays Tig. Um, yeah, it's it's called the Theory Podcast with uh. I think his name's Theo. His name is Theo, but then oh. there's K, the Canadian, the the guy that plays Tig. That that's his cook. Oh um, oh oh oh, yeah. Stacy. I think right is the first uh, name Stacy. It's a lady's name, but um, the thing is, I don't like that <laughs> podcast. It's a lady's name. What is? It is. It's I know, I'm it's just kidding, dude. Just I don't. Funny. I can't remember the name. I mean, no offense to him, but here's He's the got problem. A lady's name. It's a lady's <laughs> name. But here's my problem, brother. Okay, they don't go chronologically. Why don't yeah, they see that? I notice that. that. I don't their know. problem. They, I know. What we're doing, dude, and they spend pod, half the podcast world, asses. man. Let me tell you it's something. It's ridiculous. They can learn something on you. The Take podcast the world these days, I I mean, I love doing po- – I'm just going to keep on doing the podcast. I got – actually, I'm working on a little kind of secret project that we'll see if it works out. But it, it's t- something totally different. But I don't know, man. I I, I look now. I got to say for the independent pod- – maybe I should jump back and um, jump the YouTube way. Because in the past year or so, and even in COVID, it's like all the big companies, you know, Spotify, Wondery, blah, 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 are just, everybody has a fucking podcast now. Kim and Coates, that's the name. What's, what is it? Kim Coates. Kim Coates, yes. Kim yeah. Coates, okay. Um, that's like a lot of, that's like a Danish name. A lot of Danish men are named Kim, aren't they? I think he might be. But, uh. 
I just, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, he's got a podcast. Everybody's got a pod. You do a podcast about Talking what, Sopranos. Yeah, Talking you just Sopranos. do. It's so fame. So many famous people. You do a podcast. You just have a famous person on it to talk about some Isn't subject funny, that though? they're not even really connected to. But I would argue that the, the the people that actually are part of these shows, and this has been proven by uh, Ilio and uh, Linda. Uh, um, uh, that do, you know, actually write with George that do like the actual, like, you know, like uh world of ice and fire and all that, like they get less views than like, I won't name their names, but like other, like, you know, YouTubers. So it's like, people don't actually care as much. Like people want more of a personal view. And I think that it's just, I was really happy when I saw that three Oh, Theo Russell or whatever his name is. And Kim Coates was doing that. We're doing that podcast, but I'm like, why aren't they going in a linear fashion? They're jumping all over the place. It's like, cause we want to, I like, what make it bad, but that's all I'll say. I mean, it's just not, it's do it like, you order. gotta go. The Sopranos one, they did in order. They started at the beginning. Well, that's the right way to and do it. Cause half yeah. the episodes of this theory thing is them saying they can't talk about that, but they'll talk about it when they approach that episode. See, that I is go, a problem. I have too. Is, I go, a what lot of the problem? time, I feel like, and and I feel like too, I'm finding a lot of times when podcast people are looking for like the kind of host person, they're turning to a lot of yes men, or they don't have like an independent per. Like, be better if there was another person not involved that was yeah. maybe not not a fan or just a host to kind of move it along and make it a good show. And kind of keep it going. Like, I don't know, my favorite football podcast used to be this show called GM Street on the Ringer. And it was this young kid, Tate, and this dude, Michael Lombardi. And uh, I know Heath listened to it. And uh, Lombardi is kind of a rambler like we're doing. And it was good that Tate would be like, okay, we got to get to the next subject. We're doing this. Now he's with this new guy. Lombardi's with this new guy named Adnan. And every time he, Lombardi says something, he just goes, that's great. Tell me more, Mike. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah. there to be the yes man. Um, and that's why you hire top shelf production. Yeah, you got to have a little. You, you hire me not to talk. On. That's what you do. You actually no, but I not. worry. Hey, get the bold move guys or something like people. I look at the top podcast rankings and ind- independent podcasters. There's way less of them. It's more of the companies and I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing on YouTube. It's still more independent people. YouTube is its own weird thing. Like these, there are people that exist on YouTube and are so super famous. And I literally have just never heard of them before in my life. I, and it's a whole nother world. My son is now like getting, uh, well, he doesn't really get too much in, you know what he does mostly is. I'm I'm proud of him because he does like to watch guys on dirt bikes and I'm worried he's going to try to do a backflip, but he does a BMX rider. Yeah. BMX. I love me too, dude. I had a mongoose that I guess mongoose. Hey, I, I, I rode anymore. for a bike company. I really? Rode, I, rode for, I got paid as a kid. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Dude. I, was, uh, I never knew that. LB's LB's in uh, Detroit, Michigan. I rode for, uh, nice. I paid, uh, at 13 years old. And then I, uh, phased out at nationals. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. My brother is better than I was, but yeah, no, I rode. Could you uh, do like flips a, and stuff? And my brother could, um, I was a racer and I was uh, a flatlander. I did that, okay. but I rode, um, I rode semi, I, I was a, you'd call it, I, I wasn't professional because I was a kid, but yeah, I, I, I had like my bike bought for me by the company. 
and uh, like the bike, a bike store, uh, but a big one like LB's, uh, which if you look up LB's uh, BMX, you, I think they're still around. Um, but yeah, they had uh, a lot of big names. Uh, cool. not, not me. But yeah, no, no, we did that. But my dad was, uh, you, you, I think you know a little bit about my dad. Yeah, through his photography and all that. But like uh, he was a car, but he actually helped build like the tracks in Michigan. Like they, they we, made, we made a few like actual tracks because he rode dirt bikes. Uh, my brother was more of the trickster than I was. But yeah, no, we rode. So yeah, I love that stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah, my Lachlan shows me these videos he likes this dude from australia and in the middle of like some field they will build a huge like ramp and when i say huge i mean this thing is like as big as a fucking building it's i, I don't you know, know what word is what's that woodward no what's that uh, that's uh, the park. Uh, that's like where they used to like. It's in Pennsylvania. And my brother, we drove him there when I was about ten. Uh, and that's where he rode with uh people like um Dave Mira. Oh, okay. um, like you know, like big names, like yeah. the guy that used to ride for Huffy. Like uh, he broke his ankle though in the foam pit. But I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like 24 foot vert ramps, right? Yeah. Like, oh like my that god, they man. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, Australians too, dude. I yeah. watch it now. Oh no, I I, I couldn't even hold anything to them those australians they're like i i remember nobody did a it was a double backflip like when i was a kid oh this now is it's in, like yeah this is insane now they're shit. doing 10 or something i don't even yeah, know what they're doing yeah. but those aussies are insane. he watches a lot of that but the thing he's been into lately and i actually caught him watching these videos while he was supposed to be uh listening to his teacher but i couldn't get too upset is he loves to draw so he watches all these videos where they're like let's draw you know r2d2 and the guy draws a line and then he waits a second and then you draw a line. you know like he teaches you how to draw like almost like cartoon and he's getting pretty good at creating his own just from knowing you know like oh okay you put if you put two slants and then you put something over it almost looks like a head or like you know like that's that's been really pretty play cool. An instrument or anything like like no, he doesn't. Lessons? He's not, I try to get him into no, to that point though. Like what you're talking about is the same thing. Like it's a play ball. I took guitar lessons as a kid. Yeah. Now like I play oh, a little okay. bit. YouTube, dude. I should like, tell are him you that. serious? Yeah. It's insane. But I mean, I'm not. No, he's doing the thing with the drawing. That's the same thing. Like yeah. like well, these lessons that we used to have to pay for. I used to pay like sixty bucks to get twenty minutes with some douchebag. That taught me how to play Even like some AC. basketball stuff too. It's weird how like Anything. Oh, I try to yeah. teach him. Okay, Lachlan, I'm gonna go through some drills, and he's like, rah, rah, rah. then I show him some YouTube video, and the guy and and the guy's like, just put the ball between, you know, like just kind mm -hmm. of practicing his his um, wrist motions, and then he's yeah. sitting there standing outside doing. He just gets activated by seeing, I don't know, this repetition, man, yeah, and repetition, and, the, and there's no stress. Too. And you can rewind it. I yeah. had 20 minutes that I paid up. Uh, I paid 40 bucks for it with some guitar <laughs> teacher. And he taught me to play. It's like, give me my money. Yeah, 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 dude. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like, there's no way those dudes are making money, brother. There's no way. Like, how could you justify that? You have YouTube now. Just pause it. It is so much better. So, yeah. It, I mean, but also, yeah. The biggest stage in the world that lets everybody on it, so it's hard to stay on. That's so true. yeah, no, that that's fantastic. I always love coming on with you, and uh, yeah, I really look forward to uh, the you know the 
the House of the Dragon uh, television series, but also Brand New World we'll, we'll take a look at because we did two extensive streams on it like two years ago that didn't get any views. So let's hope that comes back around. <laughs> and uh, Games of London. Right? Is anything, I, I, well, Games of London is, now I know that's originally premiering on AMC Plus, the streaming, and then it's going to yeah, premiere on uh, regular AMC. I don't know, are any, there are so many shows that just kind of popped up now i don't know what's coming what's on the horizon fargo premiered i haven't caught the first episode of the new season of fargo yet i'm in chris rock yeah jason schwartzman oh i love jason schwartzman is it an anthology series is fargo i honestly don't yeah season anthology not episode okay good yeah, yeah, no, that's what I thought. Cause that's what I was saying to somebody. I go, I, I go, I actually just asked that like three days ago. I go, have, yes. you, have any of you watched Fargo? I'm like, is that an anthology In series? In some so ways, seen- they're like very loosely connected. Like, yeah, the theme one is season they reason. mention. No, I mean they really like a one oh, season like they mention someone. Yes, but and they did do two seasons where it was a person, and then they did like a flashback uh, to yeah. the same character. But um, after that, and re- you know, I like the series. I think that, you know, I don't know the, that creator Noah Hawley. He's created some great stuff, but I think he still has his kind of his own thing. You know, he did uh, Legion and this, yeah. and he also writes novels. He's come. There's a film he's coming. He's coming out with. I think he's still yet to kind of do his own thing, you know, because he's just been kind of, you know, doing these existing properties. But I guess he's attached. Yeah, I feel like he's he's still yet to kind of break out Um, because even with Fargo, it's like it's every season. It's great, but it's also kind of like a little bit the same kind of quirky thing. And, you know, it's like you're going to a little repetitive. Yeah. And also like it. And, but I don't want to take away from it because it's great. But yeah. I also feel like, you know, I don't know. I'm still waiting for uh, him to do something that's kind of like really him. Where I say, like, yeah, oh, like okay. where you can see him shine through yeah. and do his own thing. Uh, there's the only thing it's that I'm HBO really looking series or something. Yeah, there's an HBO series that's coming out with Nicole Kidman. And, oh, um, yeah. What is that? Looks fantastic, man. I, I am just like a sucker okay, for that. Okay, that's looks good. So da- you know what I'm talking about? It's got. I um, do. I think Darren uh, Starr had something to do with it, or oh, it's uh, it's about a like a, a a very rich family. It's got uh, what's his name? Uh, the very Hugh, be, 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 what's be, Hugh uh, Britishman? Yeah, Hugh, right? Hugh, yeah, Hugh. I don't, don't, don't know what to say. He got a blowjob. <laughs> one time yes Uh, exactly that cute whatever his name is but it's got uh, donald sutherland in it it looks fantastic and i like pretty little uh or what is it big Um, little lies big little lies there you go um yeah like those are those actually are very oh yeah those those limited series are always worth looking at um some something that i wanted to suggest to you because i know you are out there in north kakalaka is there's a fun show on Netflix called The Great Barbecue Showdown, The Great American Barbecue Showdown. I like the chef one with um, what's his name, John? Uh, he, uh, he did the um, I know there's he, like fifty winners. John but he Favreau. did Swinner. John Favreau, his show. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I, like I don't that. know. I get you know what? But, uh, you're you're much more West Coast and uh, sophisticated. No, than I am dude. It's for me. No. I just feel like Top Chef is the best. 
I like this salt, bitter, sweet. Like when you do a little series, okay, you have a point. But I, I don't uh, like. I don't need to see every fucking chef in the world go to a fucking food truck. Okay, go back to the kitchen, chefs. Get off my television. But you, I don't want to see somebody make a turkey out of a pumpkin. I'm enough of, of it already. You know, no, diners like and drugs. It's just like this get is away. what you have to make a turkey dinner: rat shit and a pumpkin. Make it. It's like, no, <laughs> dude, that's not cooking. Like that's bullshit. And like, but this. Make listen, I'm telling you, this barbecue show is good because why I'll tell you because it's actually about the food they have good characters but it's not some guy who wants to be a star so they follow him around no it's actually about the food and the two it's really weird you'll notice this is they have two hosts the guy who hosts Flora's Lava and another woman who's a comedian she doesn't even speak until the end of the second episode then they give her a couple more lines but it's like as they were shooting it they slowly realized wait a second the two experts we have right which are these barbecue experts they are so awesome that we're literally going to cut the hosts out of the edit and i was and they made the right decision because you do not need these hosts saying anything because the two uh, experts are so much fun and they know so much about barbecue and they're always like, Ooh, this is delicious. They're like getting so excited about it and also making fun of the people and really tearing them down. Like, no, they're, they're done. They're done. This <laughs> is going to taste like garbage. Like what I are they like doing? The audience, sir. You got to watch like, it. I like Sean in the wild from hot ones. Uh, like, uh, oh. he, cause I'm like, you know, like hot I like ones where I good. get that's, yeah, yeah, but I like he does a Sean on the Wild thing because like he learned how to make the perfect scrambled egg. Like I, I was always a front of the house guy as a waiter, right? So never in the kitchen. Mm. So I like I like where yeah. I learned. That's why I like John Favreau. I, I stayed don't out like of the, the restaurant business. Like the, the competition thing, and it's like, oh, here you go. Here's a whole bunch of things that don't actually make what we're challenging you to make. And it's yeah, that's like chopped and yeah, it's that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, it's just nonsense. That, it's like, oh, here's like anxiety. Silly. I'm like, I have enough. Thank you. No, um, the Top yeah, Chef so is no, great I, though. Do you watch Top Chef? Uh, no, I, I, uh, I actually. That's the best, I, dude. That, is that those not are a great chefs. Though? Yes, but that's n- they don't do bullshit like that. They're not like make a ham out of steak. No, what new? No. Like, Top out chef of steak. does not <laughs> do that. Top chef yeah. is like here's great ingredients. We may have a theme, or you may be eating feeding yeah. a lot of people within but, reason. No, but they don't. They're they're not like here's like a you know a cat you found on the side of the road and a shoe. <laughs> make a steak make out strawberry of cheesecake yeah, no, yeah they yeah, don't yeah, do that. that that's that like, top Jesus chef is Christ. great stuff man and they that's the reason why top chef is great too is because in whatever 15 seasons of top chef i can literally name two times when the storyline was about like some drama and it wasn't about the food because it's really about how to cook like i've actually learned things yeah. And tried things from watching Top Chef. And I feel the same way about this barbecue show that I could actually learn how to barbecue. I've, I've not never been too much of a barbecuer because 
especially when so I we have talk to... about how long their meat's on the grill for. It's yeah. always like an extended. They're like, hey, guess how long I've been cooking this? And I'm like, way too long. I'm like, I don't well, know, bro. The they're like three days I've been out here. I'm like, I don't think that's like really like how about very, yeah? They yeah. do like the smoking. How long you think this meat's been out here? Just are you a barbecue? Are you in Nor- now? No, I know you're not no. originally from North Carolina. I don't like it at all. I I, I hate burnt. it. I am oh. yeah. I like my meat, dude. I'll barely kill it. I'll eat a half dead cow. I, I want that thing bloody. No, yeah, no, that's not I, my problem. My problem is, for me, I grew up in Jersey, and in Jersey, Texas barbecue is barbecue. This shit with vinegar and stuff that they make in North Carolina, it I can't. That's what I I can't get into that kind of barbecue. Don't serve me food with a monologue. Don't serve me food with a monologue. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about what's in this. Like honestly, I want to eat it, and I want to enjoy it, and I want you to leave. Like, honestly, I was a waiter and I'm a good waiter and I could still be. I might have to go back to the I'll be fine. You didn't hang I out mean, and yeah, chat about it. You're going to eat. Hey, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Hey, guess what you're eating? They're like, hey, why don't you leave? <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was on the grill for 30 days and we put oh, steaks man. on it. And then All I right. made this sauce. I'm like, this is grossing me out. <laughs> I cut my finger on it and bled a little bit of hepatitis. That's a hepatitis rib right you're there. You're oh, cracking Jesus, me up, man. man. All right, let's end this fucking show. Yeah, we can go on it. and yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah, no, the, I'm not about it. Yeah, we're, I'm from Detroit where the water yeah. melts car parts. So, yeah. There you go. That's what we do. That's What's what we Detroit do. barbecue? <laughs> is there like a certain i don't know everybody has no, their own bar they call it detroit pizza now which is like a mix between chicago's like hey we made pizza way too thick and then new york's <laughs> hey we made it too thin and we're like hey we're reasonable and we're pretty poor so here's detroit pizza and it's just reasonable pizza um and then there's i think the only thing that's really um like unique to detroit as far as culinary would go would be maybe you could argue that there's a few like uh, we have a big Greek population in Detroit. So like, uh, but again, that's really just an adapted culture. So really nothing. I guess Greeks <laughs> like there's a I lot of good Coney, Island. them, Coney Islands. Have you had a Coney Island? Oh, that's what I was going to say. A Coney dog, right? Yeah. Coney dog. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. chilly. It's not shit. But aren't those like, originally from New yeah, York? Yeah. Mm, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> it's called Coney Dog. It's Coney Island. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. It's not uh, yeah, even no, named after a place in near there. How about you go fuck yourself? In that Maybe one, I'm right? wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I we'll have to ask Mike. Mike would know. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a Greek thing. Um, I don't so know. I don't know anything about the Midwest. All I know is that uh, I, I like. Anytime I was there, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. but I don't know uh, much about it. We started it. putting water on car parts and they started melting. And we're like, uh-oh. I don't even know what that's about. But anyway, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Flint, Michigan. There you go. Michigan, yeah. Michigan. It always makes me think of uh, that Sufjan Stevens album from the Great Lakes of Michigan or something. That was, what a great album. I like Gordon Lake, but I like a little bit of the, mm. uh, what is it? The, the song about the sinking ship. Uh yeah, one of those ones, not the whatever it is, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's about the best we got right there. And Bob Seeger, our in uh, journey, uh, took the um, midnight train in South. There's no train in Detroit. Go fuck yourself. They wrote that in Chicago, so that's about it. The midnight train to Georgia? No, um, a journey. We took the midnight train. It's South Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, don't stop believing. Oh, don't they wrote, yeah. They wrote it in Chicago. There's no train. Oh. You know, we have no public transportation in Detroit. So yeah, it is oh, what it is. Wow. You can get All right. Well, we've learned nothing in this two hours. <laughs> no. No. We've nothing. had a great time, Justin. Anytime I have the opportunity, 
you know, to just chat with you. It's a pleasure. I look forward to talking to you again soon. I call it a self-inflicted wound. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to edit this thing. I'll pop it on the feed <laughs> Oh, I made, I made you edit? You're fucked. Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to edit it. Actually, I'm just going to oh, put some music shit, no, on the I'm beginning fucked. of the end of it, and that's about it. No. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll be back with Ken next week or in a couple days. We're going to do our uh, get back into some Game of Thrones, finish that up. And, uh, oh, Sarah and I are going to be coming back for Bachelor. The Bachelorette is coming back. That'll be fun. We'll maybe be able to do that show on a Wednesday. We're going to have to work that out because, you know, the kid's doing his learnings. I can't be doing podcasting while he's on the interwebs all day. But uh, Justin, will you go, we're going to check out your channel. Give us your links, your hopes, your dreams, and then we'll take it out. Um, happiness, fulfillment. Uh, no, Top Shelf Phantom, uh, Macro uh, View at Storytelling, and uh, I work on a number of other channels uh, in, in, some con- in some capacity or another. But, yeah, just here to have fun with Axel. He's one of the best people in the business and uh, one of the pod fathers, as I call it. So, yeah, can't uh, wait for more uh, Daily DVR. And can't wait for the um, new seasons to come out after the COVID law and see you come back into full form. And uh, yeah, I can't uh, thank you enough for being a good, a good father and uh, showing good ethical behavior on social media. Good for you. Well, you know, I try Justin and with that social media, I got to get off the social (laughs) media. All right, ladies and germs, peace out. Be safe. Love you all. Thanks to the patrons. You're my heart and soul. And uh, maybe we'll get a new uh, new update from Heath about his movie soon. We got one recently. And I got some Thaxton podcasts I'm going to drop, too. It's good to hear from the Thack Daddy. So, everyone, enjoy. Much love. Sayonara. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.